listening to Rule the Galaxy, you are. Do or do not subscribe. Well, do. <laughs>
Oh, we've not been told. Okay, good. I thought maybe I missed it. And I'm, I was so happy that we got new star Wars this week. Like yeah. it was like, I'm so giddy to talk about visions because it finally felt like, Oh, we have something new to not just consume, but something to talk about and like rewatch and marinate. And it got me thinking, I can't remember when they said Kenobi was coming out and I can't remember when Andor's coming out. And by the way, you're shaking your head. It makes me think they haven't told us either one of those. So come on, the, Kathleen. <laughs> the Tell only us. one, the only one that I think we're all aware of and know for sure is book of Boba Fett is December. Um, okay. And, and that's six to eight episodes. Is that right? Alfie? Does that sound about right? I think so. And I've 68 heard, episodes? No, no, no. Six, six to eight. To eight. <laughs> I know I have a speech impediment. But no, no, I'm giving um, you a hard time. But, um, but yeah, so it, it's, um, it's going to be six to eight episodes starting in December. And then I know we've got Kenobi, Andor, and Mandalorian Season 3 that will all be out next year. Bad Batch Season 2 will be out next year. So, I mean, we're going to be – it's going to be plentiful. Um, so it's exciting because it gives us just like visions did, it gives us something new to talk about. You know, I, I think real quick, I will refresh and say, you know, after 100, I really started writing after episode 100, I really started writing down notes. What do I want to see? What do I want to do? And I know I text all you guys, what do you want to see? I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. I don't want to make the next 100 episodes just you know, uh, wash and rinse and repeat for what we did on the first hundred. So I think, I think we've all put in some good ideas. We're going to have plenty to talk about with the Disney series, but I I think we'll also, we're going to do some character deep dives. Hey, D-Doc's here with us. And while he's here, we're going to let him test out his equipment and see how he sounds. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. Am I choppy still? Perfect. You sound great. I'm good. Yes. Just like we drew it up, Dave. That is 100%. So we see we had I actually went and recorded myself saying hello to myself just to see if the headset was working. So I don't know. The cat definitely bit it though. I can see a little wire exposed on it. So Dang oh, on that man. cat. Hey, nothing like a little black electrical tape won't, won't seal yes. that thing up right there. Um, so hey, I, I introduced everybody else. Glad to have you back. We were just talking about how we're we're starting to build that plan for episode 101 tonight to 200 and where we're going to go. And I think for the listeners. You know, we we will obviously follow up with the news of the week of what's going on with the new shows and all that. But I think we talked about it and Brent brought up some good ideas and sent them to me. And I, I think character deep dives are something I really want to get into. I want I want to say, you know, take a character, whether it's your favorite or maybe whether it's that niche character or whatever. And let, let's just go real, you know, let's go pull up Wikipedia and Wikipedia and every book we've got. And let's go like, let's go spend an hour and like dig into every part of that character and find something or a planet or something like that. I think that would be fun. You know, some, some what if situations, uh, you know, just some different things that I think we need to look deeper into it. Somebody, uh, um, Willie Harm said, you know, looking deeper into the force and, and how, you know, different things about the force. So we, we just kind of gloss over and everything like that. So I think we're really going to try to add more of that into the show instead of it just be us rehashing show after show week after week. Um, and, and, you know, doing some new different things and, and trying to give the listeners some new fun things to do. So I also am really concentrating on guests for, for the next 100 shows. I've got a list. I've already got a ton of people who've said, yes, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm pulling on Joey. Um, a lot of professional athletes that he has met through Barstool love Star Wars. Um, so I'm going to go to him and uh, it, it might be pulling teeth, but I'm going to say, hey, George Kittle from the 49ers. Hey, Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. 
They love Star Wars. Ian Happ from the Cubs. Give us 15 minutes. You know, let us just, who are your favorites? What do you like? We're going to try, folks. It's, it's on the agenda. I'm going to, I'm going to twist Joey's arm, even though he's a little bigger and stronger than me. And, and I'm going to pull some of that off somewhere, even if it's him interviewing them and bringing the interview over to our show. That's, that's going to be a plan that we're going to do because I think it, it shows that um, it's not a bunch of just 50 year old nerds like me doing this, that there's other people out there who are cool and, you know, with it, who are hip, you know, um, the lit, the lit, the bussin and lit individuals of today. So, um, but that's enough of that spiel. Let's throw this out there. This is something that came up while we took our break, November 12th, Disney plus they're going to do some star Wars special look-ins and, and things like that. I'm hearing Boba Fett guys. You want to expand on that? Do you know any more? Have you read any more, seen any more on this Disney plus November 12th kind of thing? I see Alfie nodding his head. Go ahead and lead our way, Alfie. Give me just uh, Disney Plus Day on November 12th will feature a special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett. Wow. That's from Disney. Okay. Man, that's awesome. They didn't give any more than that, did they? That was no. like the extent of like, so we're going to go extent. into the backstory or, okay. All right. Would you guys agree that it feels like the second half of 2021 and the beginning half of 2022 are the year of Boba Fett for Disney. Without a doubt. I mean, you're right, Nick. I see you doing the money symbols that first of all, they're going to release his cartoon version of him from the droids cartoon and from the, uh, Star Wars holiday special. They're going to make those in three and three quarter or six inch. I can't remember. Um, okay. So there's a money maker right there. Everybody's going to spend their money. If we ever the see them three and three quarter, pre-order lasted minutes okay. the six inch sold out within an hour wow and i was busy at work i missed it so yeah you know. i luckily got one of the six inch there you go so you, it's like it's like the top by the time uh you see it you're like oh that looks pretty cool it's gone like 100 <laughs> percent. can i ask a dumb question is george lucas still holding on to those merchandising rights so like every time they make something he's or because he sold lucasfilm does it not carry over anymore there's a lot of red tape that you really have to read into okay that then that's specifically why you know everyone always asks about the original trilogy why it hasn't been released on blu-ray mm. as far as being the untouched non-special yeah. editions i'm gonna butcher it so you know don't hold it against me but there's some language that like 20th Century Fox owns the distribution oh, of wow. those. Of the unaltered, for, unedited version. For so many years. Okay. So any release would have to be done in conjunction with Disney 20th Century Fox. I see. So as far as merchandising, I'm sure that gets pretty murky on who gets yeah. what. I just had this mental image of like George Lucas sitting in his basement <laughs> like – watching this like go in like 25 minutes and just like, ha ha, like, like, you know, laughing, <laughs> whatever he does. It's really weird. And and I've talked to Steve Blossom and, and a few other collector people, Lucas Butler from Chewy's Cantina. It's a whole different setup behind the scenes. Like they, you feel like Alfie, we've talked about it. Hey, we're going to put something out there, pre-order it. Guess what? It's actually been pre-ordered months ago. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is releasing what they pre-ordered 
And so you think, hey, just make what we order. That's not how they do it. And it's a weird setup. It's a weird setup. They've basically already made them before they pre-order them. Correct. Wow. So it's it's a weird thing. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. But I'm not going to go down that toy rabbit hole. We've done it too yeah, many sorry. times, and I don't want to get angry. So, um, so we're looking forward to November 12th. But before we get to November 12th, guys, the Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, October 1st, Disney Plus. I know we're all adult men. I know we shouldn't be watching Lego Star Wars stuff, but I have a feeling we're going to be watching it. I know Alfie's kids will want to see it. Oh, yeah. Dave, I'm sure your kids will want to see it. What are you guys thinking? I mean, the holiday specials are fun. It's got to be fun with the Halloween one too, right? The Lego specials have been, you know, I've been watching Lego Star Wars specials for like 20 some years now, and they're always enjoyable. Yeah. No, I agree. And you said the thing of like, we're all grown men. Should we be watching Lego Star Wars? I would argue that like once you go down the rabbit trail, <laughs> it knows no, like why, why would we get shameful now? You know what I'm saying like, Hey, we're all, true. <laughs> come on. Very true. I thought the Christmas one that they did, the holiday special was so good and so entertaining that I'm, I'm excited for, I just feel like the humor is actually really good. Like, it's not just like, Hey, we're going to, you know, do a bunch of weird Lego stuff, but it's like, I feel like they're very well written. Yeah. There's yeah, it's, it's Go good ahead. because they do a um fan service to it as well. Like where it will be a kids show, but they'll also do like small little shout outs where you you're like noticing stuff from like old Star Wars where you're just like, all right, I, I see what you're doing there. Like it's good. I'm excited for it. Being a Lego guy myself. So yeah, you are a Lego guy, that's for sure. I saw some of those Legos in Pittsburgh. The ones you've got, I said I can't dip in. I can't dip my toe into that water. That's some pricey <laughs> stuff right there. Go ahead, Alfie. There's a really good one to check out. I'll have to look up the name, but it's the uh, takes place like right before Revenge of the Sith, with a Padawan named Ian. And I won't spoil it for you. It's no, yeah, send that over. Uh, yeah, send the links to us. I mean, heck, I'll, I'll watch any of them. I know they have a lot of the lego things on disney plus right now but i don't know if they have all of them um i know they've got a lot but i haven't i haven't jumped into them except for the holiday you know kind of special thing oh yeah well, I've, I've, they've been on for a long time they're 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 enjoyable little shows the kids love have them. you guys uh have you guys seen the lego star wars advent calendar that they make yes i think it's awesome yeah I, I think i'm getting it this year every year i look at it just sure. like i need to get it like so i think my my little guy is four years old now i think he's old enough to where me and him could open That's one so each day and build it so i, I have think a friend this the year i have a friend that lives in chicago and he's like a 55 year old man and he loves it and every year he gets his star wars lego uh advent calendar and just like has a ball it's like his favorite month of the year Hey, I, I will say this. Um, I haven't I haven't checked this out at Target or Walmart before we hop on the Star Wars Visions. One last little thing. I guess the Halloween masks and costumes, the old 70s versions, plus some new variety are out at both Target and Walmart. Wow. Um, I think it would probably be pretty good before Halloween. If anybody wants to just go grab them, we can all show up and surprise ourselves like the week before Halloween, which mask we have on. Because I, I can't see them being very expensive. <laughs> I mean, they're just a little plastic with the rubber band thing, I think, on the back of them. Um, but I say, I say we all give it a try if you want. Go ahead, Alfie. I've yet to find any of those. I've And you've been looking? I've been looking. And I just saw somebody yesterday post pictures of a Walmart, God knows where, but 
they were already on clearance. The moon. And, and we can't, yeah, yeah. We can't get them. People in Turkey are buying the Star Wars <laughs> things on clearance. And here in the U.S., we, we have empty shelves. Well, yeah. hey, Rule the Galaxy is international now. So if you're listening from Turkey, <laughs> email us at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. And Agreed. we'll hook you up and you can email our P.O. box that we don't have yet, but we will. Hey, you can just send to my house. I'll give out my address. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> um, and and I was talking to my brother, Tony, who was just on the last show. And he he is going to get me set up with Redbubble or Sticker Mule. And we are going to get some Star Wars Rule the Galaxy. Well, Rule the Galaxy podcast. Uh, they'll match that. We'll get some stickers made up of that. And start getting them out to people and listeners and and guests and things like that, so they can uh, they can have that out and about when they're when they're out there talking their Star Wars thing. So hey, we've got a guest coming on in like 20, 25 minutes. Let, let's get to the meat and potatoes, and he, he can he can talk about this when he gets here too. But let's face it, the big thing that happened since our hundredth episode was Star Wars Visions. Uh, as as I've discussed, I'm I've never been an anime guy. I think Voltron and um, Speed Racer were basically what I would call the anime that I've watched in the past. Um, but I, I went through one through nine on these. I watched them. I'm going to let you guys lead the way. We can talk about whichever one you want to talk about. I would say seven out of the nine, I really, really enjoyed. Two, I was kind of like, uh, okay, I could live without them, but still enjoyable. But it was good to... Just take some Star Wars in for fun and not have to worry about canon and not have to worry about where is this or what what does this follow? It's just just take it in and enjoy it. So I'm I'm gonna, you know what? Have you guys all watched them? Have you watched everybody here? Yes? Yep. Dave, I'm gonna throw I'm just gonna throw curveballs here. Is there one that stood out to you we can start with and talk about and, and we'll just zoom through them here a little bit? All right. Uh what what I thought stuck out to me the most, which is super random, is I enjoyed the TOB one uh, one a lot. Like okay. I don't know why. Which I know that like uh, the duel was the animation in the duel was absolutely incredible. So I won't steal that away. I'll talk about TOB one. I just thought it was cool because you had a droid that wanted to be a Jedi. Where. I, it's funny because I actually saw it on Twitter today, but I, I was looking at like, is is this really a kid who was turned into a droid or like, I, I don't know. There was a lot of questions I had about that watching it, but um, to see him fight that guy and have, you know, his, uh, the builder of him be a Jedi. Right. I, I just thought it was really cool. I, I thought the Sith that showed up was awesome. I thought the fight was pretty dark, actually, for how like happy and fuzzy everything Bubbly. started in yeah. it. Yeah. You got like droids fighting alongside with them. He gets his arm cut off and everything. It was like it was pretty wild. I don't know. That was the first one I watched. I don't know why, but I started out of order. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just went right yeah. in order. But no, I I'll let you guys respond, but I, one, I, I felt a Pinocchio vibe, um, like a Geppetto Pinocchio feel to it. Um, I liked the bubbliness of it, the rounded edges of everything kind of feel. Um, and I also, like you said, uh, the Inquisitor slash Sith of it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that character. And there was a scene where I feel like they were in space talking together, kind of how Yoda talked to Kanan and Ezra in Rebels. Did you guys, is that 
Am I right? That's a note I wrote down, but I feel like there was a scene that it reminded me of that. But I really enjoyed it. Nick, Nick and Alfie following up on on Toby One or Tob One or whatever it was. Yeah, you know what? Out of all of them, I, I'm with you, Joe. There are a couple that I really, uh, really enjoyed. Some that were like middle of the road for me, and a couple that I was just like, no, not not really my thing. I feel like the if I had to rank that one, that one was probably middle of the road. And one of the reasons why I actually really liked it though is I felt like I know it's not canon. For me, I like every time I watch one of these, I was trying to like piece together like, okay, where is this taking place? Like where, like I know that you're not supposed to do that. Like you just take it for what it is. But like I couldn't help myself. I'm watching it going, okay, where does this take place? And again, Jedi on the run, right? Hiding from Inquisitors. I love it that they tied it in, you know, kind of with that. So that and and one of the other things that I liked throughout, and they hit on a bunch of the different ones, but specifically within that one too, if I'm not mistaken, was how many times they reference kyber crystals throughout like the entirety of the vision series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job of explaining, you know, here's how you build your lightsaber. I do have beef with the fact that it's like, okay, just cause you can make a lightsaber doesn't mean that you're, you know, like proficient <laughs> right. with one, but that was kind of rampant throughout the entire series. So I'll take it for what it is. I thought it was fun. And I do, I do think the music in that one in particular was really good as well too. Okay. Alfie, any thoughts on, on that episode? Yeah, I liked that episode. Uh, reminded me of a lot of anime I've watched. Uh, I Like you said, I like the roundness of it. I like the kind of Astro Boy look to it. Um, Astro Boy. You know, yes, that's what I was looking for. I'd seen different things from before. I didn't know what it was until somebody mentioned it. But yes, it reminded me of that. Overall, you know, and especially with this episode, I really liked how there was a lot of Sith in this, you know, one Jedi versus one Sith kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Thought it made it interesting. Uh, another thing I really liked in the series was how if different people picked up a lightsaber, the color changed. Yeah, like in the Ninth Jedi. Yeah, we'll hit we'll hit on that one. That one definitely was that way. Um, that was very cool. Um, okay, so to- Tob One. I think, you know, it wasn't my favorite. I don't, I don't think it was, it might've been Dave's favorite. It, it was, it was not me and Nick's favorite, but we enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good show. Um, Can Alfie? I point out on Alfie's comment that he made yeah. about that there were a lot of Sith in this? I actually, like, I don't think I realized it for through the first couple, but the further we got into it, it was like refreshing coming out of, we've talked about on the show before, but like coming out of the sequels where it was Mm -hmm. like, you don't really have any true definitive Sith. And then you watch the Mandalorian and there's no Sith. And you like, I'm in it for the Jedi versus Sith. So the whole thing was just, you know, I, I loved of the, what of the nine episodes that we got, maybe seven of them had some sort of Jedi versus Sith involved. Yeah. That that was definitely seven out of nine. Like you said, it definitely had that feel of we're focusing on Jedi. We're focusing on Sith. We're focusing on lightsabers. I mean, it was right out there in front of you. So, um, Alfie, I'm going to go back to you on the next one you want to talk about. Any Anyone that stands out to you you want to hit on uh, out of the other eight? Um, I really like the uh, – I can't remember how you pronounce it, but the L- Lope and Oko oh, episode. La, uh, Lop yeah. and Ocho. Ocho, there you go. Lop and Ocho, yes. Yeah, I like Definitely that one, one I want to talk about. Is there anything that stood out to you on that one? I just really, I mean, I'm 
really nerding myself up here, but I just really liked the, you know, it was like real anime. Yes. Having a rabbit in there yeah. and a, a, a furry. And the, yeah. You know, the way they talked and, you know, the artwork, it, it looked like a legitimate Star Wars anime to me. It did. I thought so, the Imperial officers were like really crisp mm, and, yeah. and like looked kind of evil and scary. And I would say like out of all of the episodes, I felt like the fighting in that one was some of the most beautifully done animation out of all of it. I, I really enjoyed that one as well too. And when it first started, I was like, what the Lola yeah. bunny running around, you know, fighting Sith. But I thought it was awesome. Agreed. Dave, how about you? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And like uh, what you're bringing up with the fighting is um, I kind of liked how it was everything just seemed so all or nothing in a lot of these like you you had a lot of beat down like um rebels in it basically where it was just like if like sith or inquisitors or anybody showed up like you know it was just it, it actually was semi some of them were pretty dark i thought mm -hmm. you know it was like the the fighting was very real in them like that that's what i felt especially with that one I agree. Um, so a couple things I had on that one. Of course, you know my affection for Jackson, the bunny from Marvel <laughs> Comics. Right. So as soon as I saw um, Lapinocho, I was like, dad, gone. I have to have that character. They got to make a character of that female rabbit because then I can have it sit next to Jackson on my stand. And I thought that was really cool. I loved how this story was about the family got put together. So you would think that the real daughter the biological daughter would have stayed close to the dad and followed his rules and yet she was the one that broke off from the rules and went the opposite way didn't like his old way of thinking and lop because that's right right the bunny was lop yeah. right okay L lop whichever one was the bunny um you're right okay was was you know basically uh adopted but formed that bond and stayed true to the father the whole time right and, and, um, so I thought that was a really cool story. I thought, you know, adopting her, bringing her into the family, then seeing the other sister turn and, and go against them. I thought there was a lot of good things in there, like the empire coming and taking over their planet and using all the natural resources and all those things. And how she was saying, look, they're giving us jobs and they're building structure. Gosh, that sounds like a lot of other stories we're hearing about, right? Like, wasn't that in in Bad Batch, they were doing that. And in Rebels, it was doing that. So, I mean, you're, you're getting a similar story to that. So I, I thought that was really good. The characters are great. So that was one that was high on my list. Go ahead, Nick. I also felt like this could be an overall Visions thing, but like one of the things I was most impressed with was how good the stories were for how short, like that's quite mm -hmm. an art to be able to tell a story like that in 15 minutes. And you have, you know, you think about it, all this building action, plus all this backstory that they're casual. Like, I felt like most of them did a really good job of telling you the backstory without going, here's the backstory. Like you right. could fill in some gaps and take some leaps, but then you get into the actual story. And what I liked about this one in particular was it didn't tie up nice. No, it didn't. So uh, one of the things that I read on Twitter was one, they drop you right in the middle of things, like you said, yeah, which is great because- that's really what they did in Star Wars. We get dropped into a space battle, which we have no idea what's going on, who's good, who's bad, anything, right? Mm. And then I think these shows also tend to lead themselves to where a lot of them, you're going, hey, what's the next chapter of this? Give me another 15 minutes. What's the next step of this thing here, right? So yeah. 
Um, that's that's where it left me. Um, Alfie and Dave have both given me one. Nick, give me one that stood out to you that, that we can hit on. Well, and real quick before I do that, you said something. There were a couple of these that I was texting with Sam, who does Clone Wars Chronicles, which we need to get back into. So forgive <laughs> me for that. But um, texting with Sam, and there were two or three of these where I was like, I want an eight episode mini series on just like a couple of one of them for me was the elder um where mm-hmm. it's the the master and the padawan and they're flying through space and all of a sudden they feel this you know connection to something evil to me that was like quintessential obi-wan qui-gon from the comic book series like prior to like that 10-year window between phantom menace and uh clone wars where it's like, we're just out on missions doing stuff, trying to defend evil. And what I loved was that Sith presence that just shows up, that's mm-hmm. like crazy talented, and then just like veils itself and disappears. I was like, ooh, I want to see more of that. Like, I think that was, like, I want them to go investigate somehow and figure out, and I get it, like, you can't because he's untraceable, but that was interesting to me. Yeah, I, Dave or Alfie, what are your, some of your thoughts on The Elder? Because, I mean, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of that one. That was a good episode. I really liked the the Padawan and the Master interaction. Uh, him being able to track him through the Force, you know, feeling what his Padawan is doing. And it just, man, it just had that, like, samurai kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I, I actually saw a decent amount of uh, Twitter theories uh, talking about, you know, what if uh, this is Qui-Gon and Anakin, like if if they actually got a chance to uh, wow. be together and for Qui-Gon to train him as he got older. Like, I don't know. I saw a lot of people referencing that on Twitter. I was like, that's pretty interesting. Never really thought about that, actually. I mean, when we do a future what if show, not to follow along with Star Wars Infinities, but just make up our own. I think that's a really good one to uh, to add into the mixer. That would be a good one. What if what if Qui Gon did? Hey, Darth Vader named Azalea is part of the show now. <laughs> Hi, Azalea. She looks great in her Darth Vader mask. But Dave, that's that's a great point. I mean, man, that would have been a great storyline to follow and a great what if and a good way to show it. So, a couple things on this one. That voice of the master was Hopper from Stranger Things. What? Hopper, the, the the sheriff from Stranger Things, was the master in the master Padawan. And I, I heard him talking. I'm like, what, wait a minute. What? And I was like, dang, that's Hopper. I thought that was really well played. He didn't play it like other, he didn't play it like Hopper. He played it like a subdued Jedi master. Um, and then we all want it. I mean, we knew that Darth Maul and Phantom Menace where he was just insane. I want to kill things insane. I want to attack things. This old dude was the same way. It was like, I'm not doing this for any other reason, except, I'm just a Sith and I just want to attack Jedi, right? I just want to fight. Yeah. I want to, I want to find the next Jedi who can take me down. Yeah. And, I liked when he said, you know, I finally have a challenge. Right. Yeah. And then he said uh, something along the lines of, if only I'd met you when I was younger. <laughs> right. Which I thought was so cool. Cause it just, again, little things that help you paint a story without having to actually show the story. Right. I thought that was, I thought that was really sweet. It had a little like, almost like a horror film vibe to it. It, it did. You know, almost like you can sense this impending, like, no, don't split up. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, no, don't go by yourself. Don't, you know, don't take the kids up in the mountains. Like, it was very cool. I, I agree 100%. I'm going to go in a different way because I had two that really stood out as my favorites. 
But before I, we even talk about those, and, and again, uh, Michael Zabo, the, the Zabologist, will be on with us in a few, and he can he can jump into the mix of this as we talk about them. But the one that didn't hit me the right way, the one that I I enjoyed it, but it didn't connect with me, was Akakira or Akakiri, the number nine of the group, um, where it was. I've never seen the 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 uh, Kurosawa movie that everybody talks about is so much Star Wars, um, but but this episode where he loved the girl and he came back to try to save her and then he kills her by accident because the Sith mixed her into the people that he was fighting. Beautifully done, good good th- good you know visuals. I didn't care for the storyline until the very end where he had to go dark with the Sith to save her life and bring her back to life. And by doing that, he then had to go be her apprentice. That was his payment for bringing the person he loved back to life. That's the only part that like I stopped. I was like, whoa, that's a serious story. But before that, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it's cool, but it's not one that sit with me. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Was, was I way off on that or was it one that you liked more than others? Yeah, that one didn't really grab my attention. Yeah. There were little parts that I liked about it. Like surprisingly, like the B wing crashing at the beginning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought was so like, again, being thrown right into the middle of it. You're just like, what is, what is happening? Like, that's really cool. And again, I do, I did like that. This was like a different genre of Star Wars to go. Like, it felt very, like, I'm glad you referenced the Kurosawa movie. Like, it felt very, like, Japanese, you know, like, and it felt very, like, we're painting this story of this warlord. I I don't know. I I liked it. I I thought it was good. It it doesn't, I think there were other ones that were better than it, but I still thought it was interesting. Dave, how about you? That actually is probably the only one that I was watching late at night and fell asleep and I didn't finish that whole one. So I need to watch it still. So okay. Well, then I, just I was grinding. I was grinding late on these. Stuff. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. what, I, one, one point I wanted to make just um, because recently um, a lot of people have always talked about Studio Ghibli. I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, a lot of their anime, which is on HBO and People have hyped their movies for so long, like all, all these different anime movies where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot and see what I like about it, where I've watched like three or four of these full length movies. And what I find similar to Visions with those movies is it's like you start it off and you're like, OK, I'll give this a shot. And you're sitting there and you're watching it in the beginning. You're like, OK, OK. And it has a way of drawing you in as it mm. goes on, because you're like, here I am watching a cartoon, but then once you start to connect with it and it starts rolling, you're just like, damn, this is awesome. Like I, I felt that's what each episode of visions was like, even with Tatooine Rhapsody. Hmm. When that one started, I was like, when that one started, I was it's like, good. there's Hit no that way one. I'm yeah. going to like good. this. Good. Yeah. Good. Keep going deeper yeah. into that. One. That was a good one. Yeah. I like, thought the I'm same sorry, way. I'm rambling, but uh, like it, I, it started, I'm like, no way, I'm gonna like this, and it's going, and it's like, all right, this is pretty cool, and it keeps going. It's like starts getting emotional, stuff starts happening. It's like it just has a way of drawing you in slowly, even though in the beginning it might not seem like you might not like it. It, it, it pulls you in. I 
I will, I'll let you guys talk about it, but just some quick points on it. Um, the Jedi who lost, who stopped being a Jedi and became the lead singer. That was Joseph Gordon Levitt, who I'm going to beg every day on Twitter to come on our show. The drum guy who had like three bodies doing the drums was friend of the show, Mark Thompson. He did the voice of the drummer. Yeah, and then, and then uh, I think it was Bobby Moynihan did uh, yes. did the voice of the uh, the hut. Um, so a good cast right there. Um, let's face it, we get to see Boba Hut, Boba Hut, Boba Fett, Jabba the Hut, Boonta Eve race. I mean, a lot of things to bring you into that one, and it was a different story, right? Like that's one of the ones that wasn't Jedi versus Sith. Yeah. It was a fallen Jedi who it looks like probably got away right at the end of order 66 and put his lightsaber away from exactly what, I what it looked like so dave you started this one alfie or nick and by the way if zabala just shows up we'll bring him in and introduce him in a minute but alfie and nick any any thoughts on tattooing rhapsody i will say this i really enjoyed that one by the way i would say same and honestly i was with dave when i first started it i was like oh no what are we what are we getting into here what are we doing <laughs> and there were so many things that won me over for it um the boba fett uh you know announcement where like where you see him and he has the you know there were somebody i did see somebody on twitter that took a still shot from the robert rodriguez episode of the mandalorian and a still shot from this and like put them together and i thought it was i thought that was pretty cool so that was one of them uh the other one was uh you know nick from his punk rock face loved it because I thought it was, you know, just fun. I thought the music was actually pretty good. And the last one I'll say on this episode, and then I'll stop talking. I felt like this episode did a really good job. What all the episodes did were like, you know, Lucas film and sound known for having really great, like sound effects, uh, you know, memorable things that when you hear, you're like, that's Star Wars. And I felt like Jabba specifically, like I felt like it was like they had taken Return of the Jedi Jabba and like voice that over the top, like almost use, I would be curious, like okay. did they use pre-recorded stuff? I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. No, I like that. Alfie, your thoughts on uh, Tatooine Rhapsody? That was one that I, once it started, I really did not want to watch. <laughs> and I got to say, it it drew me in, you know, it, it would ended up being a pretty good episode. I liked it. It was fun. But like Dave said, that's what anime does. You know, you, you watch an anime and, sometimes you know they're so silly at the beginning and you you just kind of half watch it and then all of a sudden you're like whoa when did this start getting good so no that's cool and and the zoologist has joined us i'll see if he's going to hop on here in a second as we're just in midstream of the show and while he's getting geared up i will say this too one thing i forgot to bring up i'm going backwards here on lop i don't know if you guys noticed when she put her visor her glass her glasses on there was a carrot on the side of her glasses. thought that was hilarious that they put a little carrot on the side of her glasses. And then um, for um, the Jedi who was the singer, he was using his lightsaber as a microphone. Did you yeah. guys notice that? Yes, it, it did. Yeah. I, it took me a few. I, I went back and I was like, wait a minute. And I thought how cool that he no longer was you know, using it that way, but using it in that other way. Go ahead, Dave. I got to say one of the funniest parts was when like they actually started like rocking out and the crowd was getting into it and they went to put the overhang on them and they just like blew it off. (laughs) It was hilarious. I agree. I agree. Hey, uh, Zabologist, are you with us right now? 
Yes, I am. I just joined in. Well, so hey. hello, everyone. Hello, hello from uh, Australia. It's uh, tomorrow morning there. We're talking to the future. Thank you for being a part of the show. No worries. Thanks once again for having me on. No problem. So I have had the pleasure of meeting you before and doing a show with mm -hmm. you before. Um, yep. So I'll let you know the gentleman in the hooded sweatshirt is Nick. Uh, the gentleman oh, with the hello. backwards hat is Dave. And yep. uh, the gentleman with the uh, Boba Fett hat is Alfie. Um, yep. And this is uh, Michael, Michael Zabo, the Zabologist from It's True, All of It. So for those of you who will watch this on YouTube, he, he's a guy who just hopped into the, the uh, screen there with us. But for those of you listening and, and listening along, uh, Michael just hopped in and is joining us. Here we all are in, in uh, the United States, and it's uh, uh -huh. Tuesday night. And, and yeah. Michael's already telling us what's going on tomorrow, Wednesday in, in Australia. So before we hop, we're, we're talking visions. So, but mm -hmm. before we do, um, just reintroduce yourself to everybody, uh, who you are, what you guys do there, and, and then we'll, we'll wrap back into the visions talk here real quick. Certainly. So I'm uh, do a Star Wars podcast again. It's called It's True All of It with Dale. Uh, we just basically, like all the other Star Wars podcasts, talk about Star Wars. We have a little bit of fun um, putting a little funny ad in between that we make up. Um, I write a song at the end and I put the songs up on Spotify and Bandcamp and YouTube, Zubologist, such great lives. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we interview people and uh, currently, I don't know what it's going on like there, but uh, in Melbourne, we've still got some more extra lockdowns. So um, it's a perfect time for me to do this sort of thing. And I'll be honest, I'm actually doing this again with somebody else from the United States uh, tomorrow on Thursday Good. and again on Saturday. Like, why not? This is the time. So there'll be episodes coming out in the next few months. So yeah, that's, that's us. Hey, that's awesome. Well, you guys, I started listening to you, gosh, a year plus ago. Yeah. And, and I knew because I had friends in Melbourne, I was like, Oh, it, it sounds like I'm talking to, you know, listening to old friends here. So I really enjoy your shows. And, and, and actually I love your songs and your ads that you put in, in the yes. middle of your shows. They're so entertaining and, and it's lighthearted and silly and just fun with Star Wars. So if, if no one has listened to it on, it's true, all of it, their podcast, they do, you know, they, they do some great little songs. And like you said, you could just follow that on all those different places at Zabologist, right? S S Z or Z, as you would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh S Z A B O L O G I S T. Go check it out. And you can hear some of his yeah. Star Wars songs that are really quite fun and entertaining. But before we hop back in, have you checked out Star Wars Visions yet? Uh the show on Disney Plus. Yes, I have. I've watched all the episodes. I've watched a few um twice okay and yeah so there you go well no worries we are you much into anime or is it is it just something new because it's star wars no i am i've i've not a huge fan but i've liked things uh over the years and i think i can't remember the name of it but there's one called um oh, i can't even remember the name it was done in the 80s but done in the 80s but i remember mark hamill actually did a voice for one of the anime characters really um i've Gosh, you got me there. I'm going to have to look that up now. I reckon everyone's going to be frantically looking well, it up. Um, on, yeah, on your next two American episodes you do, they're going to ask you about it. So be prepared. Yeah, um, um, uh, yeah. so we, I'll tell you what, as we start in, because I know we're going to talk here and then we're going to record with you here in a little bit on, on your show. So um, we, we talked about um, a few of the episodes. We talked about Tatooine mm -hmm. Rhapsody, uh, the TOB1, the Elder uh, La Pinocho and 
Akakiri. You guys can correct mm-hmm. me if I'm butchering that. Um, any of those stand out to you that really you liked out of that as we go and finish the rest of the episodes here after once you're on here with us? Yeah, now I've got to, gosh, I've got to remember all the names. I should have uh, taken note of that. <laughs> to, to be honest, um, I can't, um, I think the, the two that I really liked, I think, yeah, it was episode four and five, the village and the ninth Jedi. They were the two ones that really stuck out for me. Um, the village. The others, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, start just briefly, you know, village bride or ninth Jedi, Tell us what what stood out to you, what you liked about them, everything like that. We'll 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 comment and chime in with you. Sure. Um, I guess um, I like the village bride uh, when I mean, there's one of the quotes I actually wrote down because I just thought it was quite powerful. Um, uh, we live in harmony and we will change together. So that's you know coming to the result resolve at the end of the um, episode, and um, just the the guy with the helmet yeah going there to just sort of check out the uh, the the planet and get to know it and he's studying it and the jedi coming back and her wonderful amazing yellow thin blade lightsaber (laughs) kind of like a dark saber kind of thing so that was pretty cool and um just yeah like I suppose a bunch of bullies, you know, look, look, the separatists are gone. Oh, let's use their power droids. Let's be bullied. And then <laughs> they're getting not see you later guys. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. I agree. I really like that episode as well. It was definitely in my top three or four. Uh, Nick, what, did, did you have any thoughts on the village bride? I did. I, I thought, again, I, I said it for one of them, but the idea of like, you have a concrete at least idea of where we're at timeline wise, which I like, I know it's not canon, but I, but I like mm. that. And outside of that too, uh, I thought like, like I like it when I'm surprised by the voices of who does this. So like when you said Hopper in the last one, we'll, we'll talk about the twins at some point where I felt like it yeah. was like too obvious. This last one, I actually went or village ride. I am it. Cause I was curious, like, wait a minute. I know that voice. Who is it? It's yeah. George Takai. Really? Doing the voice of the, uh, the head bandit, uh, throughout it. Which, which when I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, where have I heard that before? And I was like, oh, it's Sulu from, from Star, Star Trek. Trek. Which okay. I thought was awesome. Wow. But I said it once already too. The music on this episode in particular was, this was a middle of the road episode for me. And it's further towards the success in my mind because of the music and just visually, I thought it was beautiful. Did, mm. Was this the one where they called the force like the Majiri or Majira or something like that when they were? putting their hands together on the mountain or something like that. Am I yeah. way off on that? Yeah. That yeah. Sounds right. Alfie, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go on the village bride here since you hopped in on that thoughts on the village bride. I liked it just for that reason about the, how did you say that word again? The Majiri, I think. Oh, oh. yeah. Because I don't, it, I, don't remember. I should have written it down. It but seemed like a very yeah. primitive uh, use of the force. You know, people who, maybe like the night sisters have a connection to the force, but don't really know what it is they're doing. And then, you know, I mean, it just followed the classic kind of anime format, you know, the wandering warriors, the village in need of help. I liked it. Yep. Dave, how about you? Uh, Expanding on uh, what Michael was talking about, uh, the guy with, the big the helmet. Uh, helmet on and um, not even talking about the episode basically is um, saying, 
I loved how there was just so many different aspects of Star Wars costumes that they added into this. The lightsabers, the helmet he had on, like there was like throughout throughout all of them. I'm just like, there's so much new Star Wars creativity that's out there. Like to see that is awesome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I'm I, I'll I'll tell you, um, like you guys said with the tattooing Rhapsody, when it first started, and that young man was carrying the girl on his back uh, was it right uh, up the side of the mountain or whatever yeah. i started watching this going where where are we going with this what's going on here i found that that's much more involved with that culture and that's part of that but i you know obviously not watching anything like this before i was sitting there going am i missing something but then i started catching on ah okay i see what's going here and it it really turned uh, the ending of that I thought was very good. I thought it was a very good ending to all of it. And, and I, I ended up really liking that episode after having a, a start of like, what, you know, what's happening. So um, yeah, I think, I think that was a really great, great episode right there. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Michael, the ninth Jedi. Um, I, I would say that's, that's probably my favorite. If you want to expand Michael and start us, what were your thoughts on the ninth Jedi? I thought it had some great storylines, not only down on the ground with the saber maker, but also up in that, you know, up in that thing in space with, with, with everybody. What are some of your thoughts on that episode? Yeah, I guess it was one of the ones that just really stood out. Maybe that was something I was looking for in the anime as part of the stories and uh, Jedi Sith. Um, look, I liked it for quite many reasons but just just to give you a few the twist at the end you were thinking they were all jedi coming to be yes. some then that is it juro i think i wrote it down i'm just going by memory yeah, that's right that's right yeah um y- you think oh that's the sith you know and these are all jedi or whatever and then you only see the one guy getting his lightsaber that's going blue because he's jedi um then all the others are bled but i loved that how juro's grabbed a red saber and then it turns green shows him's on the jedi um the jedi are actually slaughtering these sith um we don't i'm really don't know what part of the timeline it is i really don't mind or care because it was just sort of could be far in the distant future or far in the distant past but it's just showing that there is that rivalry between jedi and sith and just the thing about the other thing that i really really loved about it was one of the guys i thought you'd think he was Sith, but he was going towards his Sith side because he was feeling the power of the dark side mm-hmm. or something like that. Having the red saber going against one of the other Jedis. And then the saber started turning purple. Yeah. So it was sort of like not bleeding anymore. And look, I could go into this a lot, but it just it made me think of uh, number one, I think I'm not sure. And look, I could be totally wrong and everyone help me out here and correct me. And that's why we all talk about star Wars. <laughs> Number one, there's you got Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order, her going back to white lightsabers. So something to do with not a Jedi anymore, not mm-hmm. sure. You got Asajj Ventress. If either of you have read Dark Disciple, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just going to say one oh, thing. Yeah, her. we've all read it. Yeah. We've already spoiled oh, it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Oh, well, if you actually, sorry, just a side note, I think. As I said, because it's locked down, I'm going crazy with a lot of uh, friends from Star Wars podcasts from the USA. I'm going to be speaking with conversations about Dark Disciple. So okay. that's coming up soon. I'm not sure where, when. Um, but yeah, anyway, Asajj Ventress's um, lightsaber is yellow, apparently, in that. And I'm wondering 
it was red and then it's she's not Sith or something anymore and it's starting to not bleed and I don't know. There's there's some new ideas to throw out there and I love the representation of colour. Like I'm very colour orientated and obviously the blade um, goes to the length of the person of the Jedi and the yeah. colour and then you can see the colour coming in when her Jedi natural uh, talents come out and... Um, Look, I'll just say a few more things because, you know, I just, I loved it so much, but I won't, I won't say too much to give you guys to a chance to say something, but I'll just say that um, I thought it was funny. Those droids having that sort of cup of tea and like, Oh, just get another driver and just go lazy and hurry up and just little funny bits. And that reminds me of some anime that I have watched. I don't in the past here and there that I enjoy like that style, that iconic sort of droid. That's very anime style to me that I really loved. I loved and um, he'd just go nice moves when they're all fighting. And um, just the other thing I loved was uh, there was another good quote. Um, While the force exists in every living thing, only those individuals who develop their connection to the force will have the power to wield it. So that's just once again, strengthening the power of the Jedi's and the wills of the force and all that sort of thing. And how a Jedi comes about. So yeah, I mean, everybody freaked out about the midichlorians in the prequels. Let's just face it. There was a big uproar about that. But basically, it was saying that everyone has midichlorians in them. The count is different. The strength is different. There's all that connection for everybody. It's those who learn how to use or connect with that become Jedi. So they were kind of saying that, but in different ways in that quote you just said right there. I mean, it's just a better way to say it without using the word midichlorians in it, right? I mean, it's, hmm. it's hey, we can all connect to it. it. It's just who chooses to or who advances to to make that connection. So I, I love it. I love that point. Nick, uh, uh, Ninth Jedi, go right yeah. ahead. And you know what? I love that you brought up the, uh, like the purple lightsaber. Hmm. When I was watching that through, I had the same thought and, and I thought it was interesting how they all started as red. And of course, mm. when I see purple lightsaber, my mind immediately goes to Mace Windu, which when you yeah. get into those uh, encyclopedias that you've been looking at, they go way into detail into like lightsaber form and talk about the form of Voped that he creates that pushes the user like all the way to the edge of the dark side without falling into the dark side. But huh. it's risky mm. because you get so close to it. And that's like Mace Windu's like claim to fame, right? And so when I looked that at it, point, I was like, right? yeah, that's it. And you could see this like progression. I thought it was very cool with the representation to go like, well, I'm purple, but I'm very conflicted about what I actually believe. <laughs> you know, like, it's like almost like mm. it's so, uh, it was smart of them to do it. And I don't know if, I know Disney has talked now about like the bleeding of the kyber crystals. For me, I felt like this was a, like a very subtle way. Like when I first heard about that, I was like, what, come on. Like, what do we, you mm. know, but then I felt like this did it in a way where it didn't, maybe I've grown accustomed to it now, but I also felt like it was well done and kind of a cool twist that I've not seen of like, when you take the lightsaber, it just takes on the, the color that you yeah represent. Cause then Dave, how about, how about you on, on the, the, uh, the ninth Jedi, any thoughts on that episode? <sighs> I, I actually wanted to comment on the Kyber because that's yeah. actually just one of the notes that I have is I just wrote Kyber. Like, mm. do you think Disney sent to all these um, directors of these episodes and like, do you think there's stuff coming in the future for maybe future live action or something where they're just like, we got to hammer home Kyber crystals for maybe people who don't know about them. 
who might mm. watch visions to like learn like you know this is because you know some they really never show in the movies they never show a jedi get kyber crystal and craft a lightsaber you know what i mean no it's, it's like clone even... wars, yeah clone wars and rebels and things like that they show it rogue right? one yeah Rogue One. It's all about Rogue Kyber One. Crystal. Rogue One. They brought Kyber in a lot, but it's like even in um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like uh, going to the video games. That's a yeah, right. They really made that a big part of it too. Is like when you're Cal Kestis, like you have to get your, you have to go build your lightsaber, get your Kyber crystal. Like I feel like Disney's really focusing on that right like, now. Like I, I they're kind of throughout. leading you up to that Luke Skywalker Jedi Academy series that. You read about every day on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> or they're leading you up to go to Galaxy's Edge and, and buy a buy. Yeah. Or <laughs> Now, yeah, now yeah, you yeah. can put your own kyber crystal into the hilt, or I'm sure yeah. they're going to start selling kyber crystal jewelry at some of those places right there. So you can there you go. choose your kyber crystals on all those different things. Go ahead, Nick. I did think, Dave, you bring up a good point, because when I, I think we got to like episode six or seven, and I was like, Another Kyber crystal mentioned. Interesting. Like you just see it enough. You start thinking about it. I would be curious, particular divisions, because this is so uh, anime Japanese influence, uh, go back to the lop and Ocho or mm -hmm. Ochi, whatever yeah. episode the Brent brought it up. One of the things that he was looking forward to was when you open the box and you see this, it's like very samurai esque yeah. because it's so samurai infused and there's so much sword play involved. I was curious of like, are all of these individual studios looking at this and going, man, wouldn't it be cool if we took like the source of the sword and made that kind of like a primary, uh, like it's less about like the hilt and more about like the heart of what's in it. I thought, I thought that was very cool. You saw that. And we'll talk more about it when we talk about the duel, but like, I thought there were really cool moments where it was mm -hmm. like, it's very, like this is the way of the samurai and we do the Kyber and you know, all this kind of stuff. So, but I think you bring up a good point of they're really hammering home the Kyber crystal. They are. And I haven't watched the extras yet, which everybody said the extras go further into this. I need, I need to do that. Um, so Alfie, I, I know you made that one comment on ninth Jedi. Did you have any other comments on that episode before we move on to the last two? I really, and I said it before, and you guys have all said, I really liked the lightsaber changing color when people picked it up. I love the twist of the you think they're Jedi and they turn out to be Sith. You know, I always wanted Kylo Ren's lightsaber to change in Ray's hand in The Last Jedi. Mm. And to see that oh, yeah. in something non-canon, it, it was a nice little payoff. That would have uh, been awesome. That would have been incredible. I, I liked that this was another episode that you really wanted to see what happened next. Yes. And I'm a sucker for the crazy stuff in space. You know, that uh, kind of lightsabery look of the base shining down onto the planet from space. I, I really like that. And uh, the guy who was a Sith that I, you would think, is he, you know, like an undercover? Was he working undercover for that Jedi to kind of infiltrate them? That really gave me some uh, vibes from the Knights of the Old Republic comic book series. Oh, okay. Alfie, there yeah. was lots of that in this in this episode that kind of felt like Knights of the Old Republic. Like even the even the base and space that they were in felt yeah. like the Star Forge. Yeah. Like from the even from the Doctor Afra comics where they like go back and uh, I think that's the same thing. But it, it the the imagery of it, I saw it and I was like, wow, that looks very similar to like 
well, just a storyline in Knights of the Old Republic about the two brothers and the one tried to infiltrate the Sith and he was warned, you know, he, that never works out because you, <laughs> you know, no matter how strong you are. And then to see this guy, you know, just clicked in me. Yeah, I remember that any longer and he would have been a Sith. Well, I, I think this was, again, this was probably right up there uh, as one of my top favorite ones on there. And I, I just think it was all done well. The entire thing, this is one that made me say, I can't wait to see what happens in the next episode they put together of these visions. If they do a part two, the ninth Jedi needs to be one that they make a, a sequel to. So um, the ones we have left are the twins and the duel. I'll, I'll just start off with the twins. Um, this one definitely was different for me. I, I enjoyed it, but it got a little, a little too like, we joke about Leia being space Mary Poppins, but then we've got these two. I enjoyed having two Sith or dark side brother and sisters that they were raising as twins to have these special powers. I enjoyed that part of it. We got outside and getting that really anime fighting on top of ships out in space. That one I was like, okay, visually it's cool, cool but I, it didn't stick with me on that story. So, um, Michael, uh, Alfie, I'll go to you, and then Michael, Alfie, go ahead on this one. Just a quick just, point, yeah. but uh, wasn't it hilarious that the only person who wore a spacesuit was the droid? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yes, when he came out and saved or grabbed yeah. one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, I said, Michael, go ahead. What did you think of the twins? Yeah, um, like you said, I enjoyed it visually and I'm, you know, not worried about, you know, helmets off space and whatever. And it's just an anime thing and all elaborate, a yeah. little bit of cool visual Over the top, entertainment. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure as far as the story. I mean, we've had, you know, Luke and Leia Jedi twins. I know they're dark side twins. I don't know. Uh, I just didn't really, wasn't hungry to know if there was a sequel to this or what was going on or it just sort of didn't draw me in. I have only watched it once. So maybe if I would watch it a second or third time, it might get it. I might appreciate it more like I have with a few of the other episodes, but yeah, I don't know. Not much more on that one for me. Um, yeah. I, I think you and I are on the same this visually mm. cool, but it, it mm. wasn't a story that drew either one of us really in Dave. I'll go to you next on, on the twins. Uh, I thought the Star Destroyers looked pretty cool when they were cruising next to each other. Yeah. Like I like the visuals on that. But when she inserted the kyber crystal into her chest, I was just like, all right, this is getting a little like out of control. You know? <laughs> didn't didn't she stick it into her chest at one yeah. point? Yeah, right. like into her armor. Yeah, and then, into she, her armor. And then yeah. she had like multiple like arms and like lightsaber whips like coming out of her. I mean, it was different. Don't get me wrong. I watched it, I was like, this is this is wild, but yeah, and he, like, his lightsaber got huge. He's, like, going on the X-Wing. Like, it, it got wild. Don't cutting a wrong. Star Destroyer in half with a yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, he pulled the Holdo, yeah. Holdo maneuver with a lightsaber. Yeah, right, right, right. Which, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because even some of the shots looked very similar to Last Jedi where where that happens. I feel like this was the most, uh, for lack of a better term, like, kitty episode out of them like in, and i say that like it was dark in places but like i felt like maybe it was animation style maybe it was story maybe it was neil patrick harris as mm. one of the twins uh but for me i i had i had a hard time with this one because i was just sitting watching it going like 
okay, maybe it's the animation. Like I felt like I was watching, if you ever remember that show, Dexter's Laboratory, like, oh, I, yeah. felt like I, was, I kind of felt like I was watching an episode of that. Wow. <laughs> like it's a little out there and like, he's, you know, the story, like reality doesn't matter at all, which is, it's not bad. It felt like such a departure though, from the other ones where you're like, oh, this feels like Star Wars. And this felt mm. like Speed Racer in, uh, good point. I don't know. It just felt different. Not bad. Different. Okay. It hit different, right? Yeah. Alfie. This was honestly probably my least favorite of the series. It just, like Nick said, it just didn't, just didn't feel right. I could let a lot of it go, but visually it was very impressive. Story-wise, I just, it didn't grab me. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, let, so this one sounds like across the board was on the lower half. A lower you know rung of, of what we looked at but i'll tell you what they started us off with the duel they are coming out with the novel about ronan from the duel which i think i might want to read now because Heck this yeah. this was a daggone good episode i felt like um uh nick i'll start with you then michael will go to you the duel i mean i thought it was a banger of a, of a start for yeah for these so go ahead and i think it was so smart for them to start with this one because the expectation level for anybody that's not an anime fan was probably pretty high coming into it um and and i'll tell you i thought story was really good i thought the twist where they you know oh so you're a jedi i'm not a jedi like very very cool how they pulled that off and this to me felt like i was watching um yeah, like I was watching almost kind of like I was watching a Tarantino movie almost, you know, like where it's like kind of like the Kill Bill in the sense where like it feels a little spaghetti Western, but it's not because it's Samurai. I don't know. I thought I thought it was my favorite of all of them and a great way to kick this series off. And no wonder they're coming out with the book. I felt like it was the strongest of or the the graphic novel or whatever it's going to be. I felt like it was the strongest of them all. Well, before, before we go to Michael next, I will say this. I'm going to steal this because I know you guys probably saw it. You guys saw the original Star Wars poster in the back of them when they were in the middle of that village, right? It was on the bill, the building behind them all. No. The original one like they I used, it, was it Man's Chinese Theater or something like that, that mm -hmm. original poster? Go back and check that out because I'm sitting there and I'm going, is that? Is that? And sure enough, it is back there. And I've heard other people talk about it. Since it's also in the twins episode. Was it? Really? I didn't yeah. see that one. One of the panels of the Star Destroyer when they're fighting each other behind them. Nice. Okay. See, we're picking up little things here. I bet you if we watch them two or three times, yeah. all of them, we'll find all these little things. Michael, your thoughts on the duel, the one that started it all off. Yeah. I, I, it was, it was probably, it was definitely a good one to start off. And then I'm watching it going, okay, so this is what we're up for. This is what's happening. And um, I think I was just trying to take it all in and understanding that, okay, this is a new format. This is visions. It's going to be 10, 15 minutes long or whatever. So you're not going to get much of a full picture story. And I sort of know the style of anime, how they do stories. Uh, so I think I really need to watch it a second or third time to really try and get into it a bit more. I did enjoy it. Um, and yeah, once again, it, 
good good one to start off with and good visuals. So that's my huge takeaway and wanting you to go, okay, what's the next one going to be like? And then obviously <laughs> when you see episode two, it's so totally different. You oh, go, yeah. oh, what the hell? What's going on here? And <laughs> I think right I like that, that knowing that there's different styles. Yeah. No, that, that I think you hit that on the nose right there, Michael, was mm. you get done with the duel and then you go to Tattoo Rhapsody and you're going, <laughs> did I? Yeah. Did I take something of a pill or something between these yeah. two episodes here? Um, uh, Dave, how about you on the duel? I, I loved it. I love the animation in it. I don't even know how an artist can put together what they did with that. Hmm. Um, highlights of it. I love the lightsaber umbrella, mainly for the fact that I saw the trailer for it. And when I saw them yeah. spinning that lightsaber umbrella, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> and then the fact that it was an attachment that she pulled off of her lightsaber, I'm like, okay, I can live with that. She probably has some type of mirror system in there that lets her deflect everything with that. But my favorite part was when he, when obviously it was the waterfall scene, oh. when, when she dropped down and grabbed that log and sent it into the waterfall and jumped in there, I was like, and then he gets her. It was, it was intense. It really was. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I, I the waterfall scene. You're right. Was a was a just great scene and well done to take basically a black and white animation, have color sporadically in it, and split a waterfall like that. Wow, that one that one caught me right from the beginning. Go ahead, Dave. I I, I got to agree with Nick too. I caught major Tarantino vibes. Like uh, mm. it was definitely like uh, Kill Bill style, which Lucy Liu played. Um, yeah, the, uh, that's right. The Sith. So, yeah, I, I like, so, so my question would be, uh, to not talk too long is what is he then if he's not a Jedi, because he had all those crystals in his robe. So is he just kind of like a, a Sith hunter who maybe like, what was he? Um, that's a good question. I'm going to throw this out there before we let Alfie go on to the duel, but could it be like the Dexter show from showtime where he was a serial killer of serial killers i mean that's the vibe i got like he's 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 gone bad enough to where he's not allowing himself to be a jedi but he knows he still has that power and his only way to really use it in any kind of good way at all is to just use it in a bad way against bad people i, I don't know i mean that that's just my thought on there but alfie how about you on the duel I agree with the Tarantino vibes, but I also got a real Clint Eastwood, the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of, you know, the standoff. Yeah, the is he good, is he bad? It's a gray area, but spends his life hunting down others, especially Sith. Um, I mean, it was the perfect kind of setting to start this series off with. And I really like the, you know, the robot with the yeah. bamboo kind of hat thingy. I don't know. I'd like to, it seemed like he was really well-versed in getting this guy out of trouble or backing him up. So I think there's probably a lot of stories that they've been through. I, I think a Ronin and his droid character would make an awesome two, two pack right there. Wouldn't it? I mean, he's a cool looking character. And and that that droid, I mean, hey, come on, we don't have any other droids that have bamboo on their heads, right? So that would make a great looking 
uh, action figure right there. Speaking of action figures, because we we've gone through the visions here and everything like that, but if, for those watching on YouTube, uh, yeah. Michael has got an entire wall behind him of carded in the case in the bubbles Star Wars figures. It's it's well done, sir. Yeah, it's well done. And uh it's glorious. <laughs> oh my gosh, it just keeps going. Yeah, he's going panoramic here on us. Um so uh, you know what? Here's here's what I'll do because I know I know we're going to finish up here and and and, and you know just behind the scenes secrets. We're going to go record some things with with uh, the zoologist here in a moment. But before we close up shop here on our show, um I'll just I'll just take it around the horn here. One, I'll start and say visions to me seven out of nine of them i'm like hey let's keep this going what, what's the next episode of this i don't care if it's 15 minutes long uh, that's perfectly enough it, it just gives you that little dip your toe in the water get a little fun story that you know um and then you can say hey it was fun it was star wars and i don't have to go so deep into it that it's is it canon where does it fall all that stuff it was just entertaining it was fresh it was new and it's something what i hope that they maybe once a year come out with, hey, here's our new batch of visions. And and they can be different storylines or they can be that next 15 minutes of, of the story that they started here. So that's the way I'm going to look at it. Two thumbs up for me. Um, like I said, the two that didn't 100% hit, probably number eight of my rankings, the twins, number nine, Akakiri. Just, you know, but they were still nice, just weren't my favorite. So I'll start around the room here and, and finish this up here with any closing thoughts on Star Wars or Visions in general. Alfie, how about you hitting us with any closing thoughts here? I really liked the series, and it just came out at the right time because it really reminded me of this, but you know, everyone here is probably familiar with Metallica, right? Hmm. Okay, the Black Album just hit its 30th anniversary, and they put out a album with 52 other artists that covered their – the black album. Wow. So for like two weeks, I've been listening to, you know, all these songs done by these other bands. And it was just really comparable to this because it's people that love that. It said, Hey, we're not the same, but I'm going to put my own twist, my, you know, my own background, what I'm into, but still pay respect to the material. And the, to me, mm. These two things came out at the same time. I could really see a correlation between the two. This was a series done by people that really loved Star Wars and incorporated their culture into it. You got it. I, I agree. Uh, Dave, how about you? Any closing thoughts for the episode? Um, basically what Alfie just said, I, I enjoyed just to see, uh, I love, even I relate it to Mandalorian. I love seeing different directors get their hands on Star Wars and see what they can do with it. And um, I feel like there's so many talented directors out there that have a passion for it. And when when you see the stories they tell with it, it's it's exciting because you know that this is this product can go so much further because there's so many new ideas. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited for it. And another one I wanted to talk about is I built the Razor Crest before oh. the episode tonight. Oh. I got the uh, I got the Bondi kit, and I was sitting <laughs> I was sitting here right before the episode, and I'm like, there's like 45 minutes here. I'm like, I think I can put this thing together in that amount of time. So <laughs> that is so cool. This thing is awesome. I love it. For $13, Target. Man, I tell you what, you are a hands-on guy. I know we're not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I went not Target. Yet. Yeah, yeah, Target, go ahead and send <laughs> us all the exclusives. 
And we'll yeah. we'll talk about you every episode. We're Give right. us backstage passes for the uh, Black Series figures that you hide in the storage rooms. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's that my your, closing statement. That your workers are selling on their own before they ever get to the shelf. Uh, yes. Nick, Nick, how about you? Closing thoughts for the episode. Th- this was one of the shows that I was very excited about when they unleashed or when they like announced the 10, 10 different shows that were coming out. And to me, it paid off. I felt like uh, it, I know it's good personally, if it keeps me wanting more. And there were about four or five times throughout this that I watched it that I went, gosh, I want to see what happens next. Like, or I started in my mind, like I'm watching the duel and I'm writing the story in my mind of like, what's the backstory on why this guy, you know, like, and I could feel myself like interested and sucked in. And even on the ones that weren't, you know, our favorites, I agree. It's, it's fun to watch people's different take on something and you go like, Oh, this is how you would interpret it. And you see it. And uh, I just think that's the beauty of star Wars, right? You look like, I, I honestly, I was shocked when this came out that it wasn't in uh, Japanese. I thought, I thought for sure, just from the trailer that I saw, that it was going to be in Japanese, like dubbed with, with subtitles. subtitles. Huh? And because it was, Hey, we're, we're taking something that we love and we're adapting it into this. And so it was, it was a surprise to see it in English. But I think again, it just shows you the star Wars is on the rise. Y'all like really, like when you look at the list of people that they got in to come do voice acting, mm-hmm. like to get Tamora Morrison to come back, you know, like, I'm just saying like, there's enough traction still rolling on this thing that I get oh, yeah. very excited about the future of Star Wars. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. The Zabologist, I'll let you close up shop here with everybody. Any closing thoughts on, on this episode and visions in general or anything like that before we shut down episode 101 of, of Rule the Galaxy? Sure. Well, just to shut down, um, wrap it up for the uh, visions. Uh, number one, like Alfie was saying, um, you know, Metallica. So 30th anniversary, we're getting into the 45th anniversary soon of Star Wars. And you got that original vibe Metallica. You got, I've heard that as well. And, you know, the Hue, many other bands, many different, completely different styles of certain songs I loved off that album that I still love. And I mean, that was an ever evolving thing. Then they go into load, reload, experiment and so forth, you know, and there's some things that I absolutely love. Other people don't, but I love that bravery of experimentation. So I just love the number one, more experimentation. We've done the rebels. We've done the clone wars. uh, We've done the sequel trilogy. Now we've done star Wars story movies, the Mandalorian, the first Mm -hmm. thing now coming with the book of Boba Fett. So it's for me, fantastic bring it on, bring more with it, whether it's once a year, do some part twos to some of them. If they think that's good enough, if not totally something different and new, as I said, there was two that really stuck out for me, those episodes that I loved. And even saying that the first episode I said, yeah, actually I want to go back and watch that again. Cause I think that needs another watch. And the, that I think the last one, the, um, Ocho and Loppy. Loppy and Ocho. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, and I think, yeah. So that's that's enough for me. I don't need to like all nine of them or 50% of them or anything. So I reckon that's just fantastic that they've done it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to them doing more. Yeah. Oh, and like the, the Razor Crest, uh, David. Oh, I don't know if I reach. We've got some Mandalorian figures out of the packet. So oh, everything you out. see on there is out of the packet <laughs> and a little Mandalorian tin. Just thought I'd add that because you, anyway. Okay. Hey, for those visual, we're just getting all kinds of extra bonuses here on the show tonight. So when you watch YouTube, you'll be able to mm. see all the good graphics they're bringing up here. So yeah. uh, 
again, behind the scenes, I'll let you know, we're going to finish up here. We're going to then go record for a little bit uh, with, with the Zabologist on his show. But um, I want to thank everybody who's part of the show tonight, Nick, Alfie, Dave, uh, Michael, thank you so much for being a part of episode 101. <clears throat> we are we we passed that hundredth episode. Things are going very well. We're we're really enjoying it. We thank everyone who's listening and watching on on YouTube, on their podcast of choice. Um, and we're we're gonna do our best to keep having more guests, do some bigger and better things as we move to episode 200, uh, and and do some more live shows hopefully in the near future. So we're excited about that. But uh, as we sign off here today, I want to say thanks. Um, follow us at rule the galaxy SW on Twitter, rule the galaxy SW at gmail.com rule the galaxy on Facebook and on YouTube. And until next week, may the force be with you.